Kia ora, tēnā koutou katoa. Welcome to Emirates Podcast, episode 366. Today is Thursday, June 30th, 2022. At least I got one episode in during the month of June. Yeah, not for the first time. I actually recorded several episodes between the last one and this one, generally the same one over and over again. And I didn't finish any of them, obviously, because, well, lots of reasons. Because I don't go from a script or even necessarily an outline, sometimes I just can't quite get my head around what it is I want to say and it's not coming out right, and so I start over, that kind of thing. But I also have a unique new problem, and that's that sometimes my voice just gets too tired and I have to stop because I don't really talk that much anymore Um, because living alone, it's just me and Leo, and I do talk to him, but not all the time. (laughs) So I just don't talk as much as I used to, and that's sometimes a problem. As a matter of fact, today my voice is a bit scratchy for some reason. But that's 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 the breaks. So if I had done that, the one of the episodes, if I'd finished one of the episodes I'd started, I would have begun with a joke, making fun of myself over the previous episode where I talked about my 12-month review of my solar power system because I talked about a mistake I made and then I made another mistake in that, which I think is kind of funny. And so I'll talk about that uh, at the end of this episode. But first, I really can't not say something about the Supreme Court ruling in Roe v. Wade. And even though I don't normally talk about U.S. politics on this podcast, not unless it um, relates in some way to New Zealand politics and so on. But there is some overlap because in my youth, I, youth when I was a young man, whatever, I was a LGBT plus um, uh, grassroots activist in Illinois and in the Midwest. And the main thing I was actually doing was fighting the agenda of the same people who are pushing this and all the other horrible things that they're planning on doing, the same religious bigots. So I have some experience with these people, and I can say that they are absolutely determined to get their way. They play the long game. They have been playing the long game, certainly, because they've been doing this since the 1980s, not the 1970s, as some people seem to think. The point is that... They have been working toward where they're already at for decades, and they're planning on going even further. They they do plan on doing repealing all of the things that that um, Uncle Thomas talked about: uh, marriage equality, the uh, ruling on anti sodomy laws, the ruling on on um, <clears throat> contraception. I can think of the word. All that stuff. That's always been on their agenda, and they absolutely intend to follow through, given half the chance which is quite a scary prospect. So in a situation like this, actually, in a situation like life, one of my sayings is hope for the best, plan for the worst, prepare for the worst, either way. And that's stood me very well throughout my life because if there's something where I don't know what the outcome is going to be, I always hope for the best and prepare for the worst. And it in this case... I think that's actually quite vital. There are plenty of things that, that ordinary people can do to, to prevent disaster, protect, to protect the republic and, and pres- yeah, protect the republic and preserve the constitution. But that's up to each individual person, what they can do, what their abilities are, what their all sorts of things like that. And that's not for me to, to judge or even to necessarily um, suggest, because it will vary widely from person to person what's possible. However, there's one thing that every person in the majority of Americans ought to do, apart from voting every Republican out of office, obviously. <laughs> the other, the main thing that people should do, especially 
LGBTQ plus people is to prepare a raft of legal documents to protect themselves. And it's particularly true for couples. People who are in same-sex marriages in particular need to get these documents done as soon as humanly possible. I mean, every married couple should have a will regardless. It's, there's nothing new in that, but that, that's vital. And then every other legal document that applies to wherever it is you live, enduring power of attorney or medical power of attorney, medical directives, um, whatever, all of those sorts of things should be in place as soon as humanly possible because it's entirely possible that they will become necessary. And it's better to be prepared and not need them than need them and not be able to get them. So by all means, get all of your legal documents in order now, as soon as possible. Second, have a valid passport. And valid means that it has to have at least six months until its expiry. And if you get it sometime in the next few months, that means it'll be, it should be good. I think it's still good for 10 years. Somebody can correct me if I'm wrong about that. But even if it's only five years, that still would give you enough time to get out of the country in a hurry if you had to do that after, say, the 2024 elections. And it's a good idea anyway to have a valid passport, but particularly in these times. And the third thing is I would recommend that people explore options for where they might be able to go to get out of the U.S. There are a number of countries that have that offer citizenship by descent, usually, well, it's usually through a parent, but sometimes it's through a grandparent. And so I would, I would suggest looking at your own ancestry and then figuring out if any of those countries have a policy to allow citizenship to people who's, who have ancest, ancestral ties to that country. And also, secondly, what their position is on sponsoring a same-sex partner, because not all countries do that, but many do. So I would start on that immediately. It's a long process. It can take you a long time to do the research, let alone get through the paperwork. And the sooner you start, the sooner you can complete it. And it is, it's just a little extra insurance on top of everything. Now, not everybody's going to be able to do that because they won't have any ancestral connections to a country that, that um, offers that. And they might not be able to get, um, say, a sponsored visa or something to get into a different country, although a lot of countries do have that, including New Zealand. So my, my advice is to explore those options now after you've already gotten all your legal documents underway, <laughs> because that's the top priority. And I would rather that none of this was necessary. I would rather that all of this was just silly advice or, or panic peddling or what have you, but it's not. As I said at the beginning, I have fought these people in the past. They haven't changed. They've only gotten worse. Now they're better armed than they were back then, and they have these paramilitary malicious things that that back them up and we can see that in attacks and pride events uh, or planned attacks and pride events it's just be safe that's what i'm really saying and i know that that's a really happy and uplifting thing so let's move on to something happier <laughs> i uh, talked last time about the i don't know music project or whatever that i was working on going through all of the digital music files that were on nigel's computer server and um, merging them with my own. Now, in some cases, that, that wasn't terribly difficult because we had a lot of the same files because we had because um, we ripped our CDs to MP3s and so on. Because I think I've talked about this before. I must have. When we lived in Pyro, Nigel had a low-power FM radio station, and he uh, would broadcast music. 
with a license. I have I have to hasten to add he had the appropriate licensing. And so um, that's actually what, what sparked all of the ripping of all the CDs to MP3s or digital files, rather. And um, so he had all of those. I didn't necessarily have all of those. So I do now. Um, that process, as I said last time, was incredibly dull and boring. And it did take me quite a quite a long time to get through it. I mean, I think there might have been a week or so where I just couldn't face it at all because it was so boring. But in the end, I did get through it. Now, in that process, I ran across a folder that was called Un- Unknown Artists, which is a whole mishmash. I'm trying to sort through and figure out what they are and get them in the right place. But among them was a whole bunch of archives from when Nigel and I did a streaming radio show on QNation.fm about 10 years or so ago. It was called The Third Colony. And I didn't know that he had those recordings. I mean, I wasn't surprised because um, we used the, the same same software to stream on QNation that I used to stream on Pride 48 called NiceCast. And it can automatically make an archive recording of what you are streaming. So he had these. And it was really, really nice to find those. Now, they're radio shows, so it's mostly music with some talk, but it does have some of the sort of usual sort of banter and interchange that that he and I had over the years. So it's just nice. And it's nice to have them. And I haven't found any from any other shows we did because he had an internet streaming radio station called Farpoint Radio for a time. And I haven't found any of those. That doesn't mean they don't exist. It just means I haven't found them yet because I've only gone through one part of his server and there's a lot more I still have to go through. And I may find more digital files in in that process. I don't know. I'll have to, I'll report back later. But I don't have a whole lot of video of us, mainly because, or him alone even, because in the old days, we it just wasn't a thing. We didn't do video. And in later years, there is some, but not much. But I do have a lot of audio recordings, as I said, those third colony recordings. But also he was on my own podcast several times. And so I have all of these audio files so I can listen to them whenever I want to. And that is really a huge joy to me, for lack of a better word, because so many people don't have anything like that. So many people have maybe photographs and that's it. But I've got so much more than that, and I'm really happy about that. It makes me it makes me really happy to know that I've got those, and that anytime I want to, I I can listen to them. Now, as it happens, I haven't, but that's not the point. The point is I can. So that was that was the result of that project. It, that part is now basically done. I mean, that untitled that unknown artist folder still exists, and I've got to go through all the bits and pieces that are still in there, but. I've <laughs> I've gotten far enough. <laughs> I also talked last time about this uh, fatigue problem I've been having. I have not yet switched medication. I'm due to renew um, in about three, four, four weeks' time uh, my next lot. And I'm going to talk to my doctor about it, whether he thinks that's a good idea. But I have made one small change which has helped. And that is that instead of just sleeping until I feel like I can get up, which often would end up being nine or so hours, I now try to, my target is seven and a half hours. And I feel much better at seven and a half hours than I do at eight or eight and a half or nine or or more. And I have experienced that in the past where I have slept too long and then the rest of the day I just feel really tired. 
I still feel tired, but I don't feel as sleepy as I had been feeling. I'm not necessarily getting any more done than I did before. Most of my projects are fairly stalled still, but I'm, I'll talk about that in the future because I have come up with a strategy for that as well, which I'm optimistic about, but I don't want to say any more than that right now. And by mentioning it all, I suppose it just keeps me honest to talk about it later. It actually might keep me motivated to keep going too, but be that as it may. Now, the next thing is the big thing, the 12-month review of my solar power system, which I said I was going to talk about, which last time I said I was going to be talking about. And the problem is that last time I talked about how on um, Earth Day, the system was uh, was inspected and switched on. And that's true. That did happen. And I also mentioned the gizmo to prioritize the my solar electricity to go to heat my hot water cylinder because it's electric. Only that didn't happen on that day. That happened on like May 18th or something like that, which was just a few days before the meter was read in the month of May. So I was right, but I was wrong. But essentially, I was wrong about the closing date. And But I was right originally that the end of May was when I could start um, figuring it. So it's basically from the June bill onwards. But that meant that I could have done it at the end of May. And I had gotten into my head that I had to wait until the end of June by that point. So I, I got that all screwed up. But here's the thing. I've talked a few times about the amount of money that it generates, the system generates for me, and so on. There was um, one month I got full credit. I, I owed nothing, and so I had a credit toward my next month's bill. And then I think the following month was I owed $8.95 or something like that, or maybe that was the month before. At any rate, the thing is that when I've talked about that, I've talked about how the, the credit for the power that I send to the electric company has reduced my bill. And that is all true, but that's only part of the story. I've talked about how I try to use as much power as I can during the daytime because it's free electricity. You know, things like laundry and dishwasher and so on, ironing, <laughs> charging batteries. But what I didn't say, because I didn't realize it until I did this analysis, is that that free energy actually has a value. And the reason for that is because those things that I use my furry power for are things that I would have paid to use power for otherwise. And what I mean by that is I, I would wash my, my laundry regardless of whether or not I had solar cells. I'd run the dishwasher regardless of all of that stuff. So the, the energy that I consumed, my, it's called self self-consumption. Is, money, is energy that I would have paid for otherwise. So I had to work out what that was worth. And in order to do that, I had to go back and look at the logs from the um, smart device that, that controls everything to find out how many kilowatt hours I consumed, because it tells me that. And the problem there is that it was offline for several months last year, because the, I don't know why, I shouldn't, I don't know why, but it was offline. And I didn't realize it for quite a while because I don't check it all the time, even now. And there were, there were lockdowns and so on, so I couldn't get it reset. And uh, so the guy did come out. He reset it. Not a problem. It was quick and easy. But the thing is that I'm missing several months worth of data on how much I consume. So I had to extrapolate based on what I did have. And it works out to having saved me roughly half Altogether, it saved me roughly half of what I would have paid if I didn't have the solar power system installed. 
In other words, say uh, say it was would have been three thousand dollars. I would have paid fifteen hundred over the year, over those twelve months, and that's that's the gist of it. I say fifty, roughly fifty. Actually, it's a bit more. It's probably more like fifty-five, sixty percent over what I would have paid without the solar power system. So, from my perspective, this was absolutely worth doing. It's it's not paid for itself exactly, obviously, because I still have to pay about half of my energy costs. But it but the fact that I'm saving as much as I am means that the solar panels will have paid for themselves in roughly ten years, not twenty odd as I'd originally thought. So I'm really pleased with that. After all, the whole point of this was never just about money, about saving money. The reason I did this in the first place was because I wanted to tread more lightly on the planet and to be more self-sufficient. And that's a dream that Nigel and I both shared. And I couldn't do it the way he wanted to do it with a, with a wind turbine because I just wouldn't work in an urban area. But I could do it with solar energy. And I've, I'm really happy with the results. So you see, that's two good things things at least <laughs> that I've talked about today, despite the down the Debbie Downer in the beginning. Uh, but that's it for today, and apparently that's it for this month. I'll talk to you soon. Kaketeno. Bye. You can comment on this or any episode of the Amarin's Podcast at Amarinspodcast.com, where you can also leave a voice message. You can visit and comment on the Amarin's Facebook page, or you can email me with or without a voice message at Amarin's at gmail.com. This podcast is a proud member of the Pride 48 Network and is produced and distributed under Creative Commons license. Complete details at the website.